Hey everyone. Hey, how's it going? My name is Brandon. And I'm Rigel. And you're listening to The Conscious Podcast. The I didn't know we were going to go back podcast. and forth. I didn't know either. <laughs> but it happened. So, Rigel. So. What are we doing here? Don't put that on to me. <laughs> I don't know. You just told me to show up. How do we even start? The world is a big place, right? Uh, it's pretty big. It's it pretty is. big. I wouldn't think it would be small. There's a lot of people in it. And at the core of people, yeah, I know. There's a lot of people. At the core of people is communication. We have to communicate with each other, um, whether that be through empathy or emotion or media or... Well, that's We are social beings. Exactly. Interaction is at the core of what we as humans do. Exactly. But the sad part is when people interact, they don't use their brain. Yeah, there's a lot of dull interaction. Yeah. It's hard to have a deep discussion with someone. I mean, that's why we have small talk. Yeah. It's, everyone's just shallow. Let's just put it out there. So what we're trying to do with the conscious... Or, or part, afraid to be deep. Or afraid to be deep. Yes. Because other people don't react well. If they don't know you and you, and you start having a more in-depth conversation with them, people feel weird. It's they, true. They look at you like you're some strange interdimensional creature. Where do you think that fear comes from? Well, it's never really encouraged ever throughout your your lives to, you know, have, discuss philosophy or discuss mm-hmm. uh, the driving factors of what you why you do what you do mm-hmm. or or things like that. I think it's a little bit of perspective too, because I met a lady from Puerto Rico a few days ago, and she talked about the culture where she came from because she just moved over here, and she says people are they're in their business, so people don't want you like. Going around in her town, people would randomly say hello, and they would be like, have a nice meal, and things like that. But she started doing it here, and she noticed people do not like oh, that. Oh, yeah, you're an outcast. Yeah. It, it, people do, they often think that you might have a motive. If you just start talking to a stranger or anyone, yeah, anyone that you don't know, they, they look at you like, what's this guy doing here? What mm-hmm. does he want from me? That's interesting. We here at The Conscious Podcast are trying to do one thing. We're trying to share thoughts and ideas that foster conversation that promotes using your brain. We simply want people to use their brain more often in their day-to-day conversations because we feel it is important for people to have intellectual conversations. That's how we grow. That's how we learn, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's going to motiv- find, like, allow you to find new motivation. True, true. So, Rigel, <laughs> we've heard a little bit about you, you know? Really? No, no I haven't. guess where are you from? Right. Where are you from again? Uh, Ontario. Okay. Tell me more. Canada. So it's about. It's a little bit north of the United States. Oh, it's a real place. It's a big country. Mm. Um, I, I, <laughs> I grew up in a, a pretty small rural community. Mm-hmm. More. More. Yeah. Uh, what was your childhood like? My childhood. I well, my childhood was really good. I I had very. My parents are terrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was never really held back. I was always encouraged to try new things and and and, and go after what I, I love to do. So I have to give my parents immense credits for being some pretty great parents. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I feel like parents are the core of how we grow up as humans. And without them, well, there would be no us first off. But without them, I feel we wouldn't have any actual structure because school does not structure us. No, I I had um. I did well uh, at school, like mm-hmm. at, academically, but in high school, I I didn't really 
socialize much. I, I didn't feel like that I ident- identified with many of the people around me. Why do you think that is? I, that's a, that's a hard thing. It just, it comes down to a big thing is, is different goals and, and aspirations. It's hard to identify with people who are, are setting their sights so low or not even setting their sights at all. And then when you talk about if you're setting your sights even remotely high, like I, I'm going to university here in Orlando, Florida, people look at you like you're, you're crazy. Like yeah. you, you can't, and when you're told you can't succeed in that, even though going to school in a different place isn't something that's hard to succeed in, exactly. I, I really can't, I don't have a lot in common with that person. Interesting. I feel like I have the same... Uh, I have the same thought of society as you do. I grew up as a young boy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you weren't grown. Right, you, I was not, you weren't born at this size. Right. I was not born at this size. Um, I'm a grown child now. But I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I feel throughout, because I was very good in school all throughout my entire life. I was very, except for a few instances where, you know, I was a little bit off. But Such as? <sighs> middle school was a rough one. Yeah. Academically? Academically, mentally. It's, the physical cause, some of the mental. It's really just, I was, lots of bullying going on. Oh, That's wow. my first, like, actual, like, I've been bullied before, but that was my first actual, like, constant. Yeah. Bu- so I, I sort of transformed into a... That is a hard one, because most people do go through that in middle school, yeah. and it's a big shock when you, when you suddenly have people being very mean to you, especially when, you know, if you're surrounded by your parents, everyone's bringing you up. Exactly. It's hard to face it. Now there's people trying to yeah, tear people you down. People don't like me yeah, people, <laughs> for like, no apparent reason at all. Um, so that did trouble me. But eventually I, I grew out of it a little bit. And I got into high school. And high school was uh, just as bad as middle school in terms of the culture. And actually it got worse because my high school was mostly black. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was a lot of hoodlums and violence, and we were actually one of the worst in the area, probably like, the worst. you know, a bad area, sort of high crime rate? It's not even a bad area. It's just a culmination of smaller bad areas, but they all go to this one location. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's very interesting. But that happened. But I had the privilege of getting out of high school two years before I was planned to. And life kind of took off from there. Well, yeah, yes, I, you've told me this before. Obviously, yeah. that's that's something. I'm obviously happy that I took the path that I did, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely very envious of the fact that you got out two years early. Um, you have plenty of work experience, mm-hmm. and then even you have a a degree early. I guess that's uh, perspective because I I envy the people who stayed there, and it's like, oh, why? you had because it's like almost you had time. You know, I feel like time is very important, although it could you could twist it as I had time because I had extra time to do other things. But I see it as I missed a time that really shapes people's lives. You understand what I'm saying? That's how I feel. Yeah, I guess you would be sort of forced to grow up early. Yeah, exactly. But in a sense, you you would do that even at a high school. You know, you would you would just would be limited in the other things you can pursue with that, you know, growing up. True. So let's talk more about society, because all of the topics we've discussed so far centered around how you grow up and how society wants you to be. The school system, okay? We've both been through it. (laughs) I'm sure most of the listeners have been through it. And if you haven't, 
I'm, uh, I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm jealous too. <laughs> Let's talk about it. School. When, when you talk about elementary and middle school or public school in Canada, as they call it, <laughs> I think it's necessary because you need a foundation to do something. Oh, yeah. You know? But when you get into like college and further education, I don't think it's needed at all. No, it's certainly not a needed thing, despite what uh, older generations will tell you, especially now, even especially in this environment, there's so much information out there. You can learn anything that you want to learn. Mm -hmm. What do you want to learn? What do I want to learn? Yeah. Oh, that's a big, that's a big question. Well, I guess I can't, that's, that's something that's so broad because there's so many things I'd like to learn that I can't pick one. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, that's interesting because the school system makes you pick one, doesn't it? <laughs> they do. Mm. They do. Wow. Wow. That's a, that's a, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Once you think about it. Yeah. Oh. They limit you right, right there. Right from and the start. And then you, you go do that thing, you get your degree, and then you do that until you die. That's, <laughs> that's the system. Nothing else. Oh, you want to be a doctor? Okay. Doctor till you die. Yeah. You want to be an engineer? Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's be an engineer until you die. It's true. And it's like, we're stuck in this old time life. Like our, our lives are getting longer and longer. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not done at 50. Mm-hmm. You could start a new business at 50. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're so far from the end of your life. Well, you're only about halfway uh, with the increases in uh, medicine and the fact that if you really care for your body, which there's the information to do that, you're going to live a long time. Hopefully, unless something unfortunate happens. Right, Joe. All of this is very true. But you know what it is? People aren't conscious. Yes. People are not conscious. Dude, that's the name of our podcast. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I like how you did that. That's, <laughs> that's pretty really good. good. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that. But seriously, it's, it's simply people are not aware that these things are happening. They're aware that they're going to die at some time, and, but they're not aware that it's going to take a long time and you have all this time to do that. They just think, oh, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm just going to work. They're yeah, not thinking work, about... And then retire. And then... Exactly. <laughs> They're not thinking about what they actually want to do. Yeah. And, and you can switch what you want to do. Exactly. You're not bound to anything. You know, even young people, they act like they don't have that amount of time. Uh, especially, you know, if you're into entrepreneurship and, and things of that nature. Everyone, a lot of, first off, young people have motives like to be an entrepreneur for wrong reasons. It's like, I want to be a billionaire by I'm 25 and retire <laughs> in a year. And it's just like, why so quickly? Why are you rushing this right. process? It doesn't have to be so fast. And if that's your motives, you're probably not going to jump into something that you actually love. Because if you love that, you can, you can work until the day you die. True. And it's never work. People say it is work, but obviously there's going to be things that you're not going to like doing. But you do love the overarching themes of what you do. It seems like you're conscious enough to know this information. I would so say tell so. tell me more. I mean, I got on the Conscious Podcast, so <laughs> not bragging. <laughs> tell me more about you. What is it that you're doing that makes you so happy to get up in the morning? Why are you so conscious of it, and why are you still pursuing it? Oh, so after starting at university, obviously it's a big shock and, and, and things like that, especially because I'm so far away from my family and I didn't know anyone in this new place. But I have come to learn what it is I actually love to do. Uh, I've traditionally been drawn to so many different mediums throughout the time. It's like, well, I don't know what I want to specialize in. When I came here, I was like, 
oh, I just want to be on set. I love filmmaking. I love everything <laughs> about it because I was going to Full Sail University for film in their film program. And I don't, I would be a cinematographer because I love it all. And to an extent, that is true. But that's not who I am. That's not at all who I am. It, sure, there are media, there are, sorry, there are aspects of filmmaking which I, I love. But what I really love to do is have an impact on people through my imagination. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's not just being uh, imaginative, imaginative and creative, but it's about sharing that story with people to have that impact on them. So if I'm pursuing something in that field, anything that follows under that, I'm happy to wake up. I, you know, I, it might even ha- make, make it hard for me to get to sleep because <laughs> I'm thinking about it so much. Right. It's, it consumes you. And then I can switch from medium to medium, to position to position, assuming it's in that because I can learn technicals. But at the end of the day, if it's you know, using my imagination and my creativity to impact people, I'm, I get to share that story with people, mm-hmm. I'm going to love it. Yeah. And I can go from place to place. Yeah. I'm on the same boat as you. When I got here, I started in film, too, in Orlando, we're talking about. I started in film. I thought I wanted to be, you know, one of those mule workers that work on set. I went on set the first week. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this absolute, which it's, it's all very interesting because the way I showed my family, I was like, oh, I'm enjoying this. But really, I was not. Yeah, well, I even, I, I got the privilege of going onto a bunch of sets mm-hmm. even before I got to full sale. And I'm like, I'd go home and to my parents be like, yeah, it was awesome. Oh, are you going to go back? No. <laughs> No. I should have realized that that wasn't something that I'd like to do, uh-huh. but I, I didn't. I yeah. was stuck in being the person that I thought I wanted to be mm-hmm. as opposed to who I actually wanted to be. It's almost to like you're, you're manipulating yourself. That's art. You know, that could be through social pressures, things like that nature, but it's hard to discover what it is you really love. And, but once you do, it's just, you know, know. You, you feel at peace because you are honest with your own personal identity. Yeah. That's fascinating. I even, for me, it was very difficult because I thought I had it. I was like, yes, this yeah. is me. This is it. I was a video editor, by because the Because there are some truths to it. It, it, is, it is true. It's doing what I want to do. It just wasn't the medium I preferred. Mm. And I didn't discover that until I tried new things. I had to try new things to discover, oh, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. Because once I, I can establish things that I do and don't like, it's easier for me to be like, dabble in something and be like, no, don't like it. So what are you saying, Brandon? You're, you're saying you actually tried new things? You know what, Rigel? That's exactly what I'm saying. That's an interesting premise. Very hard too. Because I figured I can try one thing and that will be it. Like college has taught me. Oh, the first thing that you like remotely, that's it. And exactly. then you do it the rest of your exactly. life. Exactly. That's what I thought. And there's a big mentality with society too that if you try something and you spend a lot of time learning something but at the end of the day it's not something that you end up wanting to do that it was a complete waste of time and that it was a failure Mm -hmm. but that's so far from the case tell me more i've tried so many things so many things that i've i've spent time becoming proficient in only to um, move to something else because although i like that thing i realized that i like this thing more 
And I had to ask the question, well, what do I like about that thing? What is the commonality between all these things I like? Mm -hmm. And what is the differences between something that I really don't like to do? And that's how I got to finding out what it is that I love. So you're saying you have to try new things. You have to. There's no other way. Uh, Because I really feel for most people, it isn't going to be a specific thing on the board. Mm -hmm. There might be a specific thing that you're drawn to and gravitate towards, but there's probably an overarching theme Mm -hmm. that it has commonalities with that thing Mm -hmm. and a ton of other things that is what you actually love. And also people don't realize it's selfish. Like it's selfish of me to want to influence people because it makes me feel good. It's selfish of me. Oh uh, yeah. That's another thing where, where people will target your motives. Right. They think it has to always be about everybody else and blah, 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 blah. No, I'm being selfish. No, I mean, you know, through our evolution, it Mm -hmm. has been uh, brought into us to, you know, making other people happy and having an impact on people. The reason we do that is because it feels good. It Mm -hmm. was beneficial for all of us that we do those things. Even if at the end of the day, your your motives are, it makes me feel good Mm -hmm. to, you know, and, and that's what it is. Why do you think people don't like to talk about their deep why? Like, the selfish why. Because they don't talk about it. Nobody, it's not a thing. Yeah, it really isn't. Because it, you know, it, there's probably something selfish to it. Right. Uh, you know, there, But it's not addressed. Maybe it's society making them think that's not appropriate. Well, people do frown on it. Like, even if I, you know, if I say that, if you say that you want to be an influencer because influencing people makes you feel good, they'll be like, what? <laughs> that sounds like you have... Like, why? What? <laughs> yeah. What are you trying to get out of people? It sounds fake almost. It sounds like it can't be real. There has to be some wank, <laughs> overarching, oh, I want to influence people because I want to turn people towards this specific thing because I believe <laughs> so much in this cause. Uh-huh. And you could. You probably, there are some causes that you right. want to, well, I mean, we want to make people think. Mm-hmm. That's a cause. But if we get someone to think, we'd be happy. True. Not just because they're thinking. I think society has structured us to to think, don't be yourself. Because as a kid, <laughs> you see these kids walking around, these kids know themselves. They know themselves very accurately. They know what they want, what they don't want, what they like, what they don't like. I think it's just a lot of confusion added to that when people tell them, no, you don't want this. Or yes, you want this. Or no, you don't you like really this. You really want this. Right. So that you, you can you want to go to school for ten years and be a doctor. That's what you love. I could see exactly. it in your eyes. Exactly. No, I, I kind of like baseball. <laughs> That's funny. You know what? You could treat people who play baseball if they get injured. Because if you look at a toddler, Rigel, toddlers know what they want. They do. And they know what they don't want. They do. <laughs> As they grow up. That's something that adults, a lot of them, don't have a the lot ability of them don't. to. They don't possess that it's ability. It's the way their world has been structured and shown to them. You know, it's through like they everything, even, through education. Right. That consciousness is not there. Because and through it's being, family. You and know. through family. Family is very important, actually. Even the, the bad parts of your family, because it does give you a lot of perspective into, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to be that. Or yeah. I don't want to it, end it, up like it that. It does give people a sort of inspiration to, I want to be the opposite yeah. of these people. Yeah. But that makes Even just, though those people, the issue is, though, with some people, um, especially with their family, that their family really does bring them down mm-hmm. and they're not independent enough because some people are extroverts and they rely on uh, social interaction with others. I feel those people are even more vulnerable to getting drawn down and mm. 
unable to pursue the thing they actually want because mm-hmm. they're told that they can't or they're told that they should do this instead. Okay, so let's set up a scenario. Let's say I'm in college right now, and I don't know what I want, Rigel. I have no clue. But I'm not going to try things because society has told me I've picked this thing. I must pursue it. I must go at it until I die. What do I do? Well, obviously, the first step is uh, <laughs> you either have to be really, really good at that thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> which happens sometimes. Which happens, which is, yeah. which is great because there are people who uh, get tremendous at yeah. something um, through that sort of social pressure. Mm-hmm. But if they are not happy... yeah. You know, what's the point? You only it's get one life. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Because I feel like people, people do get good at things they don't like to do. But oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very good at video editing, by the way. Oh, really? And I don't, I don't enjoy it. Um, which is, it's hard to, it was hard to say before. Like, I don't enjoy it because I thought I did. And mm. I didn't want to tell this false narrative like I, I didn't enjoy it. I did enjoy it. But now I do not enjoy it. I don't enjoy the medium of me expressing me relating to people. Yeah, it, it really throws people off now when you tell them, oh, no, I don't edit anymore. Because yeah. you've said that to people, and they're like, they're completely blown away <laughs> because that was your profession. That's yeah. how you paid the bills. Yeah. And you were very good at it. Yeah. I, I'm glad I got out of it at the time that I did because mm-hmm. I could easily see myself get trapped. Because it's not like I, I was so disheartened by it. It's not like it hurt me. I could have done it for a very long time, and I would have been absolutely fine. But I would not have ever been my happiest. No. My happiest is what I'm doing right now. And right now, my main goal is to just connect people. Um, why? Well, I'll tell you why. Because I get this feel when, when, I, when I help somebody <laughs> or when I share something with the, somebody, I get this high, right? It's like I'm on some, some sort of drugs, and it makes me feel freaking good. I go home and I sit in my, I, I drive on my way home in the car, so happy because <laughs> I've helped this person. That's me being Just selfish. smiling away. Right. Yeah. Because if, 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 if it was more about money, I would be selfish about the money. I'd be like, I want X amount you, of you'd dollars. You'd still be happy, but you'd be happy about the paycheck exactly. as opposed to the effect, the impact that you exactly. had. Exactly. So that high I get, I discovered, because I, I, I always had the high. Even throughout middle school, I look back on my life and I was like, Oh, yeah, I did feel it then, but I never focused on it because, first of all, it's not a profession, according to society. You can't, you can't just help people. <laughs> what? <laughs> on business card. Yeah. What do you Helper. <laughs> what? Like, what? Exactly. Like, you can't. No. When, when they ask you what you want to do as a young child. What's you your trade? Oh, I want to help people. They're going to look at you like, they're going to they're gonna feel sorry for you and be like, oh, he, he wants to help people. That's not an actual thing, but we'll support it. How about you go be a firefighter or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And I struggled with that. But the thing is, though, if you wanted to help people, those sort of trades actually might be something that you really like to do. True. However, the, a lot of people who are pushed towards things like being a doctor aren't in it because they're uh, to help people. True. They're, they're in it because they were pushed towards those things. And you, I, I'm sure everyone's experienced that doctor who's like, this doctor really doesn't care about my well-being. Mm-hmm. They haven't even looked at me. <laughs> They've been looking at their computer this whole time. Mm-hmm. That's not the doctor that you want. You want the doctor who wants to help you. Exactly. You know, that's, that's, that's what they do. Exactly. And there are those doctors. So, you know, if you've been, I've, I've had the opportunity to visit mm-hmm. many doctors in my lifetime. 
Uh, and when there's a doctor who really wants to help you, it's, it's incredible. And you can tell that they get, they get that feeling out of helping people. I bet it's so much relief because you were looking for that person. Yeah. And the majority of people are not like that. Because although they're doctors, they were put in the same situation as the trashman or mm-hmm. the McDonald's worker. It's not something, not all the time, it's not something they wanted to do. Or they did want to do it, and even I've heard that how brutal um, the education for it is, that it, it takes that love out of it. Uh, uh, because they, it's become so sort of computerized. Mm-hmm. You know, you can replace some of these doctors with an AI. They can just spit out your... You know, you put, you input your systems, <laughs> your symptoms, and they just spit out what you have, and then they write you a prescription. Right. That's what a lot of them do. I feel like that's what it's going to come to anyway. So, how, I, I want to know. And, how, and then they're so into the numbers of the blood work, as opposed to actually being symptomologists and listening to what you say, what you're perceiving. Yeah. And, as opposed to, oh, we'll run the generic blood tests, and if... Uh, that doesn't come back, then you're fine. You're just making it up. You don't have anything. You know what else, Rigel? What? We're humans. Well, I'm not, Why but can't... <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> Why can't we as humans just interact with other humans? Why does it always have to be, like you said, a motive? I spoke with someone the other day, right? And I just, I just asked to speak with her because I thought she was intuitive. I wanted to know more about the person. And I spoke with her. And I got the sense of, oh, why are you speaking to me? You know? As I do from everyone. Yeah. It's why are you speaking to me? Simply because I wanted to communicate with you. I didn't have an ulterior motive. I get joy out of talking to people and giving people knowledge. And they're sharing their knowledge with me, so I learn more. And you do feel great when somebody comes up to you and they're really friendly and, and it is something that's very shallow. You do feel happy after uh-huh. that interaction because it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm socializing. It, it makes people feel good. Uh-huh, but people don't want to do that. No. They think you have an ulterior motive. They think you want sex. You want, <laughs> yes, it's that's true. true. It is that's true. true. If you approach the opposite gender, sex is the automatic first thought. For both. For both. I don't know why. I don't know if society has structured this to be an issue, but it is an issue. Even if sometimes it's the same sex, they think you want the, the same thing. <laughs> Yes, it's very foolish. They always think you want something. But I don't want anything from you. You know what I want? I just want, want this interaction. That we're, exactly. We I, want, right I want to dive into your brain. <laughs> That's what I want to do. That's it. So you, are you going to buy me dinner first at least? <laughs> no. Oh. No dinner. No dinner. Dinner costs money. <laughs> money that I do not have. <laughs> but truly, here at the Conscious Podcast, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to have more of these conversations so we can get to the bottom of people, so we can connect more, so we can communicate more, so we can love each other, we can hate each other, we can... And we can understand why. We can understand each other. The people that you hate, I'd rather you understand why they believe what they believe. Right. You know, and and vice versa. Because then it's going to bring everyone to be a little bit more moderate. You understand. Less extremist. Mm -hmm. and, And that generally is going to be better. Truly. You understand. And then if also you have to put yourself in, I don't want to say it, those cliche words, put yourself in their shoes because you never know. Uh, the minute you approach someone, stop assuming stuff. Don't expect something out of this interaction. Don't expect anything from anybody. This person may have been having a terrible day and their cat just died. Mm-hmm. Or a loved one. Other, or a loved one. Multiple cats. Exactly. Family. Exactly. Family and a cat. Exactly. And you have no clue. 
especially if you're like a jokester and you, you, you like to hurt feelings, you get high out of hurting feelings. That's really going to affect someone. That's not it. That's a bully. That's not a joke. <laughs> that is they're, a bully. They're disguising their bullying through That jokes. is a bully. You know what, Rigel? I have a mission, like an immediate mission that I can do right now and that I'm going to make myself do for the next week. Okay. Do you have any clue what it is? You're going to make yourself approach a stranger yep. and start a conversation. Yep. And yeah. you know what? If you're listening to this podcast, I challenge you today or tomorrow, sometime during the day, just to talk to someone and try to have an interaction. They're not going to do it. You know why they're not going to do it? Why? First of all, they're terrified. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They're just terrified. Prove him wrong, guys. Prove him wrong. They're not going to do it. Second off, I don't think a lot of people enjoy talking to people, period. Because of that fear factor. They but, don't know what's going to happen. They don't. Also, when they dive in their shoes and they think the bad things, they might think, oh, I don't need to talk to this person. This or is, somebody just looks bad. Yeah, that's true. Or they smell. <laughs> okay, well, that one I understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, guys, shower. Um, but that brings me up to something that you were saying, that people don't like this. I think um, as much as I hate using the term millennial, mm-hmm. I think there is a little bit of a generational thing with this. Because how often do an, does an old guy start a conversation with you? So often. If you walk yes. by an old guy on the street, they'll stop you. They'll talk about anything. That is true. And you'll get, whereas um, I, I, you know, I do not like the term millennial because it's sort of just nonsense. It's just a group that people yeah. were born in this time. Yeah. But it does seem to be an issue more focused towards younger generations. I, mm, I never looked at it that way, Rigel. But it is true. Now you're conscious of it. You know what it is? We grew up with electronics. We don't need to talk to people face-to-face anymore. People are getting scared of having a face-to-face discussion. Yes. They'd rather send you a text. Yes. People get anxiety if you call them. Yes. True. That's insane. It is. People don't... That's why I order... The most on, I ever get is annoyed. You know what? <laughs> I can't really talk about this. Because it's too I, early and I, you shouldn't be calling me. You can call the pizza place. I don't do that. Not when I can go on the internet and not have to speak to anyone. Tech support? Chat. Yeah. I don't have to speak to anyone. So I am definitely at fault when it comes to that generational super yeah. s- turtle <laughs> hideaway. Or as soon as you're in a group with other people, the first thing you do is pull out your phone and yes. look at it. Yes. You know why? So you don't have to talk to the people around you. Yes. So you look at your you, phone and It makes you comfortable. Yeah. Because if you're looking at your phone, then you don't have to interact. You don't have to build a relationship with people. Mm-hmm. But I think we have to. We do have because to that build. is what the world is coming to. We are social beings. True. We, we have, have to build to. interaction, we build relationships. You know, it's beneficial that you have a close relationship with mm-hmm. people around you. It's our instinct to become more efficient. So if we become more efficient, aka social media, <laughs> we can become more efficient at being social, which is what social media is doing, because that's our instinct. Mm-hmm. More efficient, more faster. And we're doing that. Load quicker, please. <laughs> Load quicker, please. Yes. Your sites take too long. <laughs> we don't want to get into Guys, if your site, if your websites take more than three seconds to load... You have a problem. Hire us. <laughs> <laughs> hire us? Rigel, they don't know what we are. Oh, that's correct. They do not know what The Conscious Podcast is. Yeah. The Conscious Podcast has spouted off of a creative agency. Um, the Wrong. A- oh. Wrong, 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 wrong. We a are... communications agency. Ah, there we go. 
the brainchild of Brandon G. Ranger and, and the actual child. Sorry, the brainchild of Rigel Noblecoza right. and Brandon G. Ranger. Right. How do, uh, and then the official Ra- child of Brandon G. Ranger. Roger, I want you to tell them how Conscious came about. How did Conscious came about? Yeah. Well, so Conscious, uh, it, it came about when I realized what Brandon was doing. Mm-hmm. Brandon was doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. He was designing websites. He was designing logos. He was making videos. He was building relationships with clients um, to, so that they can have an impact on their clients. Mm-hmm. And I, I brought it up to him that all, he was freelancing doing all these things that what you're doing is essentially what a creative agency does. Or we, we have now branded it a communications yeah. agency because we don't like the association with a lot of creative yeah. agencies who don't actually do these things. Right. But that is an aside. <laughs> so I brought this up to him that essentially, why don't you just start an agency? You're already doing everything. Yeah. You know, it would just be the next step. And I looked into, he looked shocked. Yeah. His jaw dropped. Yeah. His hands were <laughs> out. He was just staring blankly. <laughs> he was trying to come up with a reason. I was trying to come up with an excuse. Why he shouldn't do those things. Why right. he shouldn't do this. And he was stuck with his jaw <laughs> dropped because he couldn't come up with that reason. Yeah. Anyway, fast forward a few months. Yeah. And he has done it. Yeah. We've done it. We've done it. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, this, none of this would have happened without Rigel, and I have to pay him his respects, because he did make it, he made me conscious. I wouldn't have been here. I wouldn't have been doing what I, I probably would have been doing it, but I wouldn't have been doing it, I wouldn't have quit video editing, I would have been editing miserable. You would have been tiptoeing the line. Yep. Versus, you know, being safe versus pursuing what you love. Yep. I would have been not a happy person. (laughs) No. And you wouldn't be sleeping. No, I wouldn't. So, Yes. Conscious is a communications agency that focuses on connecting people to brands, individuals, artists, entrepreneurs, everything. Influencers. We want to connect everybody to everything, <laughs> um, which it's a, big, it's a big thing to try to do. But me and Rigel, we both established that it's not about getting it done. It's about trying and doing it. It's about the process. Right. It's, it's about hiking the mountain for the hike as opposed to getting to the peak. Exactly. So for those of you who say this is quite the stretch, we know. We know it's a stretch. But we're going to do it anyway. You know what we're also going to do, Brandon? What? We're going to continue sharing thoughts and ideas yeah? that foster conversation that promotes using your brain sounds like the conscious podcast this has been the first episode of the conscious podcast we hope you enjoyed and we hope you continue with us on our journey it's only going to get better from here bye bye now have a good one